Hello and welcome to another episode of Clark Hill's Credit Ego to Go, curbside thought leadership for financial services. My name is Joanne Needleman and I am a partner at Clark Hill, as well as a member of the firm's banking and financial services practice group. I am thrilled to have Shondell Barciana join me on the podcast today. Shondell is the owner of Barcy Media, a content-written company that helps financial institutions save time by writing content that speaks to their target audience. Shondell and her team have transformed their clients' blogs into a solution provider for their customers. Shondell, thank you so much and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is going to be exciting. Uh, We had a really good conversation before you came on, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, continuing that. So let me set the table a little bit. Um, As we close out 2021, um, and we head into almost the second year of this pandemic, which is crazy, um, Mm -hmm. I cannot help but think how technology has really transformed the financial services industry. Um, On my first podcast, which aired in June of 2020, if you can believe that, um, I had on Tim Collins, who's a close friend and colleague. And the title of that podcast was The Digitization of Financial Services. Mm -hmm. And that really has been the case in the last 18 to 20 months, right? Um, I saw some data a few months ago that traditional banks uh, who operate, as you know, on legacy systems Mm -hmm. are increasing their technology budgets almost 30% to increase digital offerings to their customers. Um, So this will certainly take financial services uh, and the experience to a new level. Um, So as the competition of of the consumer's attention will be different, this brings me to your company and how you assist financial institutions in communicating and and helping um, develop their communication strategies. So with kind of setting the table on that, First, let, tell us a little bit about Varsity Media and your mission and how you got started. Yeah. Um, so Varsity Media, we write blog posts for financial institutions. So banks, credit unions, and mortgage companies is, is mainly our focus. And uh, we really got started, um, just to give you a quick mm-hmm. Summary. I'm originally from Toronto, Canada, and um, been working in the financial industry since I was 18, and just worked my way up in, in you know, um, one of the big banks in Canada called Bank of Montreal, and then I moved over to mm-hmm. um, a company called Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation, and they are the P- same thing as PMI here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was there, I had paid off two mortgages: um, the, the property that I was living in and a rental property that I, I had had. And um, after I had paid off those mortgages, my girlfriend suggested that I um, help other people do the same thing, and I thought, well, well that's a great idea. So she suggested that I start blogging. So I started a blog and the blog got popular over time. And um, that led to um, magazines started to contact me and uh, radio stations. And then I had met a lady by the name of uh, Gail Vazoxlade. She's the Susie Orman, but of Canada. And at the time she was really popular. She had like three television shows, her own radio show. Like she was really popular in the financial space. So I had started doing some work with her and she invited me on one of her um, radio. Uh, she invited me on her radio show and that led to companies started contacting me, wanting me to write for them. And at the time I was still working at CMHC. So 
I only had the evenings and the weekends to really focus on, you know, writing. And then um, my, my husband, he was my boyfriend at the time, but my husband suggested, why don't you just start hiring writers? And I thought, well, that's a great idea. So literally <laughs> that's what I did. I started hiring writers and then um, we just kept growing. And eventually, you know, the business was able to pay me more than my full-time job. So I, I decided that um, I was going to quit my full-time job. And then we had gotten an opportunity to move here. So I brought, I literally brought my writing business from Canada to Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia and uh, and here we are today. That's wonderful. And you know, do you still work with larger banks, mortgage companies, credit unions? Is that still yeah. your bread and butter? Yeah, that's our that's what we work with exclusively actually. That's great. Well, I, I say exclusively we we do have some smaller clients that are in the digital marketing space because we didn't, when I started the business, we didn't actually start writing for financial institutions. We were writing for everybody Mm -hmm. and kind of started writing for um, digital marketing agencies. And then we branched over to just um, financial institutions. So we still do have some digital marketing agency clients, but the marketing that we do now, the focus is only to financial institutions. Interesting. So when you and I spoke a couple weeks ago, you said something that I thought was so correct about 21st century communication. And that was, you need to speak to your customers where they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the age of social and portable media, uh, that is so accurate. And so talk a little bit about how you do that. Yeah. So um, how we do that for our customers is uh, that's all that matters at the end of the day is showing up where your audience is, because what I found what was happening, because I've worked in the industry for so long and I've also been on the flip side. So I've been in the in working as an employee in the industry and I've al- always been a consumer of the industry as well. We mm-hmm. Consumers, because we all either right. have this bank accounts, investments, you know what I mean? So we're credit right. cards, we're all consumers of banks, but I also was working on the inside. So I was able to see how they were marketing and how their ideal customer was receiving that information or not receiving it. And what I found was that uh, the marketing was being done based on old practices and, um, you know, based on what worked in the past. And they weren't coming up to terms with where their audience was now, which is a big reason why I started the, uh, which is what gave me the idea to start the blog. Because when I was blogging and giving people advice about, you know, how to get a mortgage, how to pay off a mortgage, how to buy rental properties and stuff, the people that were coming to me for advice were my current clients' customers, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the people, the people that are asking about how to buy a house. Those are you know, the bank's customers, the, right, the credit union's customers, but they were not going to banks for advice. They were going to whoever was in front of them online. So the only reason why they were coming to me for advice was not because I worked in the industry. It was because I was where they were and I was right. providing them with the information right. that they were looking for. That was the only reason. It didn't have anything to do. I just happened to be working in a bank so I could provide them with more value. But right. if I had never worked in a bank, they would have still come to me for advice because <laughs> No, I'm serious. They would have. Yeah, I mean, no, stayed, absolutely. They absolutely. stayed longer because I had more insight because I was also, you know, a lender at the time. So I could really tell them what, uh, you know, an underwriter would look for. But if I wasn't an underwriter, they didn't care. It was just, can you answer my questions? And that was why they were coming to me was because I was where they were. I met them where they were. So mm-hmm. that's the message that I'm, 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 always uh, telling the financial institutions is you have to go where they are because they're not going to come where you are. You got to right. meet where they are and consistently be there and provide them with 
the answers to their questions, you know, misconceptions that they have. Really just be a part of the conversation that they're having because nobody wakes up and says, you know, I'm going to buy a house today. They've already right. stalked realtor.com, zillow.com. They've maybe spoke to a real estate agent. You know, they're right. doing some type of research um, before they even, you know, get a mortgage. So you want to be involved in that conversation because we know most people can't buy a house cash. So they're going to come, they're going to need to come to you for a mortgage eventually, but you want them to come to you and not your competitor. So that's my message is always to, you know, show up where they are, wherever that is. And a lot of your, a lot of their customers are online. A lot of them, more, more than, more than ever. That is for sure. What are so, some of the topics right now, I, or let's say in the last you know, year, year and a half, what are, what are some of the topics that your clients want to talk about to potential customers? And then what are you seeing from consumers? What, what is it that they want to know? Um, sometimes there's a disconnect with what the client. Oh, absolutely. That's why, that's why I broke the question up. (laughs) So, because, uh, and this is, you know, this goes back to us thinking about ourselves most. And I say us as in everybody, like the the most important person to everyone is themselves. And it's important to understand is that what you, what you think is important may not necessarily be what your ideal customer thinks is important. So you have to get into the mind of your idea. That's all that matters is them. When you're, when you're marketing, when you're putting out content, all that matters is them, not what you think is important, but what they want to know. So Sometimes, you know, the institutions may want to talk about, you know, an actual mortgage product. And I would say, no, how about you talk about the types of paint colors that will make their house more inviting or that will make their house look warmer or that will make their house look bigger? Uh, Because those are the things that people want to know. What are the you know, what appliances are going to make my life a little bit easier? They've got smart appliances now. You know, people Mm -hmm. are. Our people are into that kind of stuff. You know, if I if I put these types of light fixtures in my house, will this, you know, make the resale value of my house go up? What parts of my house should I renovate um, that will help if I only plan to stay here for three years? These types of things people want to know. And those are the types of things that we should write about. Because oftentimes the 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 best content has nothing to do with mortgages. But you don't really need to talk about mortgages specifically because you know that they need a mortgage. Most people cannot buy a house cash. They can't. Sure, absolutely, right. How many people have two, three hundred thousand dollars just kind of sitting around that they're or that they would want to even use that money to buy? Exactly, exactly. Perfect point. So, you know, they're going to come to you for a mortgage, but if you provide them with the information that they want consistently, eventually they will raise their hands and say, Do you have do you have a mortgage that will help me? Because you're always in front of them. You're always in front of them, providing them with value. And it doesn't have to be about mortgages. Talk to them, talk to them like you would talk to a friend is, is really the message, right? And things like, you know, paint colors, you know, different types of furniture. Uh, if you've got a small space, what types of furniture would look nice in your house? Things like that, you know, people, that relates to a lot of people more, especially in smaller cities, or not smaller cities, but cities like New York, where land is not, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people live not. In <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people live in apartments. So if your right. ideal audience is there, you may want to, you know, stock the Ikea website and give them tips on how they can furnish their house versus here in Georgia, people aren't buying small furniture. They're buying large furniture because you have more space. People have bigger houses, things like that. So right. th- that's, that's what I mean by when I say, you know, know your, know your target audience and speak to them 
based on what they want to know. But these things that I'm mentioning, you'll know these things if you're where they are, because you're going to hear them talking about this stuff. So you really just need to write content based on what your ideal customer is talking about. You don't need to guess, be a fly on the wall. Like for example, in Facebook groups, if you're targeting, you know, first time home buyers, you can join Facebook groups that first time home buyers are in and just listen to what they're mm-hmm. talking Cause you'll start right. to see patterns. You'll start to see the people talking about the same things. You need to be creating content around what your ideal customer is talking about. That's it. Wonderful. So, you know, in dealing, let's talk about the larger banks and the more established financial institutions. How do you convince them? Uh, I hear what you're saying, but they are about selling products or, you know, it's, it's, you're either selling a car, you're selling a mortgage, you're selling something. Mm-hmm. How do you convince them that their product does not take center stage and that you're kind of doing like a collateral end around to get people, you know, to the point of walking in the door to your bank? How, how do you convince them? I, there had to have been pushback. Always. There, there, I mean, it's not even just the big banks. There's pushback from the small ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not really just the big banks. I mean, yeah, it's. The, I will say the smaller banks are definitely. Um, I wouldn't even say they're necessarily easier to convince. They're just easier to make changes because right, there's, there's, right, yeah. There's not so much infrastructure. Exactly. Yeah. There's the, the mm-hmm. level of hierarchy is not as as big, so it's easier to make changes to you know the smaller you know the credit union and things like that versus the bigger banks. But the bigger banks are definitely they've are they're seeing it because yep. and a lot of them are are customizing the their apps so that it's more consumer friendly. Um, so they are seeing it. They're seeing the shift. They're seeing the shift where, you know, really you could just go online and find so many different things. So if you're only product focused, um, the, you're, you can just look at the results, right? Really, the, I don't need, even really need to convince them. It's look at the analytics. You will see that if you only push out product focused content, you'll see the difference in people that are engaging with you versus if you focus on exactly what they want to know. Right. Right. So it's not really me convincing. I just say, look at the analytics, look at the numbers, look at the, always pay it because that numbers don't lie. So always look at the the content that's getting the most engagement. The content that people are mostly responding to is the content that people want. So that's what you should be focused on. Not what I say, look on, look at the numbers, look at what, 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 what is attracting your ideal customer. That's what you should be focused on. And when they look at the numbers, oftentimes they will see it's, it's not really product related. It's, it's so interesting. Um, let me, let me ask you a final question. I mean, what advice, and this really focuses on, as you say, it's easier with smaller banks, but there, there's all kinds of financial services, yes. products, and companies out there right now, and more than ever. Yes. And, you know, as they start to build out um, and, and, and get their footprint out there. What advice do you have with regard to using social media uh, or, or, you know, getting involved in a blog such as yours? What, what are the, some of the things that they need to think about first? Um, the very first thing would be just to listen. Don't write, don't provide, and don't put out any content until you have taken the time to get to know your target audience. Mm-hmm. That, that would be what I would say. Take a few months and just be a fly on the wall, whether that's in, a for, in that if you're going to forums, where, wherever they are, whether that's Twitter, Clubhouse, Instagram, wh- wherever they congregate is mm-hmm. where I would say you want to show up, 
like at least for three to six months and just be a fly on the wall and get to know them um, and and see what they're talking about. What are, what are they complaining about? What questions do they have? What misconceptions do they have? And the pattern, the patterns is what you're looking for. What a lot of people are talking about, what a lot of, what questions do a lot of people have? Then I would create a plan to um, answer those questions and clear up those misconceptions. Um, and this has to be done consistently because this is a long game to get, it's kind mm-hmm. of like building a relationship with your audience. Right. Right. And as you get to know them, they get to know you um, that that's really what it is. And then you can, you're consistently providing content, um, that they want because you're consistently in front of them. You're with them, you're going along with them on their journey. So you know what they want. And then you, you provide that type of content. Interesting. Where do you see, I mean, look so much in the last five years, I mean, who would ever, you know, think that, uh, any financial institution would be on Instagram, right? I know, <laughs> I know you're right. What's the next five years look like? Um, I, I don't know what the next five years looks like in terms of um, social media platforms, because there's always a new one coming out. Right. But what, what it looks like in terms of um, customer relationship is being is building better quality and deeper relationships with your customers. We want authenticity. We want to know that we're not just a number um, as a customer, but that you know us, you care about us, you have our best interest, um, you know, at the front, at the forefront of your mind. That's what customers want. We've, we're moving into this era of relationship building and really digging deep and knowing who your customer is. And financial institutions have such an amazing opportunity because they're one of the only industries that have customers from teenagers till retirement. Right. Uh, So the the opportunity is just, it's huge. But the reason why you lose the customer is because you're not there with, I mean, you've got a kid that, you know, is going to college, may need their first credit card, may need their first car. They graduate from college. Then they get married. They have kids. They need a bigger car. Then they're going to buy a house. Then they're going to want to, you know, start investing for retirement. Then they want to save money for their child to go to school. Then they're eventually going to retire. Like you, if you are with them throughout that journey, why would they leave? Do you want to know how much hassle it is to change all your, your, your bank yeah. information to pay your bills? I mean, it, who wants to go through that? Like, right. unless you really get someone upset, there's no need for them to leave. Really. You just have to be with them on their journey so that they get all the other products with you. Cause it's so much easier to upsell than to get a new customer. It's cheaper to upsell a current customer than to get a whole new customer. Right. So right. think Such about stage it. advice. Such sage yeah. advice. It's just, uh, I think the Wonderful. opportunity is just, it's, it's there. But the, I think the disconnect is just, you've got to consistently be where they are. So if they're on Facebook today and, you know, next year they're on Instagram, you go to Instagram. Right. Because a question I often get is what social media platform should I be on? And my answer is always be, be wherever your customer, your, our, your ideal customer is period. It's not yeah. about social media platform. It's not about the forum. It's not, a, if they're at Wendy's, go to Wendy's. Like it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just not, being yeah. where they are is my message. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very refreshing. Thank you. Uh, great advice just, and, and really fascinating. And I, I wish you all the best in the growth of your company. And I know you'll be, uh, that will be happening, uh, 
and will continue to happen in the next couple of years. So thank, thank you so you. much, uh, Shandell, for coming on to the podcast. But before I let you go, um, I ask a couple things of my guests, not so much that you come and join me and have a wonderful conversation like we just did, but uh, a couple quick questions. Uh, so hopefully you'll, you'll play along. Um, so when I first started the podcast, uh, everybody was sheltering in place. This was a great way to connect with guests. And I always ask them, you know, what are you doing now? You know, what, what are you doing since you've been home? <laughs> but now we have uh, thankfully, you know, started to, to leave our homes and start to get back to the quote normal. So I'm wondering, is there something uh, that you've done in the last 18 or 20 months that you would not have done, but for COVID? Yeah. Um, I started teaching my daughter about personal finance. That's uh, and that was, that came because she had a virtual learning at home for a while. And mm-hmm. we, had, we bought her a duplex about a um, about How old is your daughter? Six. She's six. Uh-huh. And we bought her a duplex about a year and a half ago. And we, but we invest in real estate. And I remember when we bought her the duplex, she said, well, she didn't really understand what we were doing, but we bought it <laughs> for her to pay for, you know, her college. And so she'll have something when she gets mm-hmm. older but she thought we were moving in it. And I, you know, so I started, I, I took that opportunity um, in COVID because she would start asking about little things. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to explain to her how tenants work and how real estate right. works and how, right. what an asset is and a liability and all that. And she is like, she loves it. Like she knows what stocks are. You know, I oh, tell that's, you, that's, Terrific. Oh my God. Yeah. She loves it. So we're, my husband actually just opened up a, an account for her. So we're going to teach her how to trade and just, just very basic level, um, personal finance, but she, she could tell you what a quad is. She knows what a, what net worth means. Like we've been doing this for like now over a year. So she's oh, really understanding oh, really well. So it's, it's, it's great. Cause as she gets older, I'm going to have her start, um, doing like, we do like um, net worth updates every month. Well, I pretty much do it and tell my husband, but we also, I also go through all of our, you know, really all of our rental properties and just make sure, you know, the money's coming in and all that kind of stuff. So she's been asking about that. So over time, I'm going to start showing her the numbers and how it looks when a tenant pays you and how we have to pay the mortgage and, you know, the tenant pays the water bill and just helping her understand that, you know, um, you know, she, as, as a six-year-old, you don't really think about money because, you know, she gets food, toys, whatever she wants, but I'm starting <laughs> to teach her how life works and how, you know, when mommy gets paid, I got to pay taxes. So she, so very basic level, but she loves it. And I think it's great to teach because I never learned any of that stuff. Not no, like, who, who has? I mean, no, those life lessons along the way, but there's no curriculum for that. No, I didn't learn. It wasn't until I was 18 and got my first job in a bank that I start to Right. And I, if I never worked in a bank, I, unless you read about this stuff, you, you really will never know. And it's fascinating to me because we go to school, so we come out to make money, but no one teaches us about money. It's, it's so, and, and it, it, to me, it's also, it's criminal. I I mean, it's just why this isn't part of poor curriculum in, you know, elementary school or lower school, you know, it it absolutely should be. And so kudos to you because your daughter is obviously going to be a star uh, by the time she's 18, she is going to be a formidable force. So uh, we're trying my dear, I figured I'm only six years into parenting, so I'm still I'm still learning. Oh, you're doing a fantastic job, that is for Thank sure. You. Uh 
Finally, uh, Shandell, in consideration of your time, uh, Credit Eco to Go would like to make a small donation on your behalf to a local, regional, or national organization uh, that's making a difference uh, and a significant impact on people's lives, lives especially in light of uh, you know what we've all been through in the last couple of months. And I'm hoping that you have an organization that you can identify. Yeah, um, my local church is called Oasis Family Church, and um, I just—they're always—they're all about the community, and I love that. Um, they've got a bunch of different ministries to help. Uh, they do, you know, food drives and there's a bunch of different stuff for the community. And I, you know, I just absolutely, you know, love that church. And we're, we finally just came back to live worship, so we went last Sunday. Oh, good. Oh, good. But Wonderful. yeah, definitely, I would say o- Oasis Family Church. Well, we are happy to uh, support them. And it sounds like they do uh, wonderful work. So again, thank you so much uh, for coming onto the podcast today. And many thanks to our loyal Credit Ego to Go listeners for tuning in and logging on. All episodes of Credit Ego to Go can be found on Buzzsprout and Spotify, as well as iTunes. Information on our podcast can also be found on my ClarkHill.com bio page, as well as on my LinkedIn page. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or have ideas for future show topics, please email us at creditigo2go at ClarkHill.com. Thank you, be well, and stay safe. This podcast is intended for general education and informational purposes only, and should not be regarded as either legal advice or a legal opinion. You should not act upon or use this publication or any of its contents for any specific situation. Recipients are cautioned to obtain legal advice from their legal counsel with respect to any decision or course of action contemplated in a specific situation. Clark Hill PLC and its attorneys provide legal advice only after establishing an attorney-client relationship through a written attorney-client engagement agreement. This recording does not establish an attorney-client relationship with any recipient.